Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Lou Weiss. Tim Grady is off uh, goofing today. He's uh, vacationing in uh, Wisconsin. I think he's probably milking cows or something like that. Isn't that what people in Wisconsin do? You know, milk cows? Well, in the summertime, they're at the Dells. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, the man you just heard from is uh, uh, Tim uh, Fiore. Uh, we're giving the uh, August report for the manufacturing PMI. Go for it, guy. Okay, thanks. Hey, welcome, everybody. So we're going to close out the summer here. Happy Labor Day. I mean, we're going to talk about labor manufacturing. So, uh, I, you know, Lou and I were talking before the show. I, I think it feels, I feel very comfortable saying that I think manufacturing is in the trough, meaning that we're probably not going to go much deeper into contraction. Not to say we won't have a number that's worse than the 47.6 that we had this month, 40, yeah, 47.6. But I don't see it going much worse, maybe half a point. We, you know, we, we, we beat the three-month rolling average on the, uh, the PMI for this month. It's the strongest number that we've had in three months. There's some interesting things in the sub-indexes that lead me to support the fact that I think we're in the trough. Uh, I don't think we're going to climb out of it quickly. I've had a lot of conversations this morning about what does that mean? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know that I can really tell, but I think we're slowly starting to come back with, uh, with new order levels. The reason I'm saying that is that the backlog is not contracting as fast. The new order number came down uh, a little bit compared to last month, but still in a pretty respectable territory. Let me kind of sum it all up by saying that in June, when it really looked like, okay, we're, we're headed down to a 45 or less 43 PMI, we had 93% of manufacturing output contracting, uh, meaning 49.9 or less. In the month of August, we had we had 44%. That's a huge change. No, I'm sorry. Let me let me restate that. 99, 93% in the month of June, down to 63% in August. That's still a big change. That's one third off. This is manufacturing output, not percent of industry sectors. It's the output. But more importantly, I, I think your watchers and listeners have heard me talk about the percent of industry output that's contracting at 45 or less, which to me is a real warning sign. If you're 45 or less, it's like, oh boy, what are we going to do now? In the month of June, we we're at 44%. That was contracting at 45 or less. That was a real warning sign. In the month of August, we're at 16%. And in July, in the middle, we we're at 25%. So it looks like the industry sectors are easing out of this thing. I, I don't see any signs here that, like I said, we're going to go deeper. Uh, but it's still a big question mark as to how much it will grow. One of the things I've been saying is that you know we're probably going to see 50 in the next six months. Could be before the year's over, but uh, possibly unlikely. The reason I'm saying that is that uh, you know on the demand side, new order levels can break 50. Uh, I think we're getting close to that with backlog so low. Uh, I don't think see that happening in the next couple of months because there's lots lots of arguments going on now about 2024, what the price levels should be the capacity that suppliers are offering their customers, uh, you know, at, at what delivery rates. So this is all going on now. And uh, the comments support the fact that there's lots of arguments, primarily around the pricing side. But in the end, you know, supplier order books have, have been whittled down. 
right. in this, you know, 13, 13 months, 12 months of declining new orders. They're anxious to refill those order books that, you know, they need to do that to have assurances uh, on their bank notes and to be able to hire and, and let people go. So, but I, I don't, I don't see this being resolved quickly, probably more towards the later end of the cycle. Uh, if I was sitting at a buying desk, I would wait until the last minute to settle because there's still undefined markets. If you look at our up and down pricing information, what you'll see is the commodities are in transitions. It was last month too, where we had steel up and we had steel down. Uh, that me to believe that close to the right price level for steel. Uh, plastics down, uh, supported by low natural gas prices, which will remain down. I mean, we're we're entering the injection season now, so you know we'll see what happens there. Petroleum and coal products, we, you know, we saw inventories decline dramatically in the month of August, down 12 points. Probably the single biggest contributor to the manufacturing inventory being down so low, but that's not unusual because they're all converting to winter blends now. So. There's a seasonal effect on the petrol and coal products that, you know, we, we account for at the summary level, not at the industry level. So, so I think, you know, with, with everybody talking about business plans for 2024, lots of arguments, uh, a buyer is going to wait to the last minute because they're hoping that prices will continue to come down. Uh, you know, but I, I think we've, we've, we've reached a level of price stability that no one really wants to budge off of. A lot of the suppliers had trouble getting price relief when this whole thing started. And they see at the end of these things, they they want to hold on to that price growth as long as they can to make up for the losses that they made in the first six or nine months of the of the decline. So or the, or the price growth. So we'll see. I mean, I I think you know, like I said, uh, you look at the input side. You know, I look at this thing: demand, output, inputs. So let's talk about. We'll take it to the top. The demands. You know, it could hit fifty-two. I don't see it going much more than that. You know, but. The fact is that demand was strong enough in the month of August and production was was accurate enough to see backlog not decline as bad. And I think that's a real key thing. Customer inventories are at the low end of just right, which is okay, not great, but it's you know, not too high. Too high is bad. New export markets aren't going to help and they're not going to help for the rest of the year. So that that's off the table. But overall, I see demand kind of coming back gradually. On the input side, uh, you know, supplier deliveries are still accommodative. They're still faster, uh, but they're not as fast as they were last month. And we've had, this is the third straight month of the number starting to move closer to 50. And it could quickly move to a 50 in the month of September, maybe in October, you know, and October is a pretty good manufacturing month. So that, that number right now sitting at 48.6 could easily be 52. You know, and about one point of that will end up in the PMI number. And then, you know, the biggest opportunity is really the, the inventory, as I mentioned, manufacturing inventory at 44. That's, that's low, low, low. Uh, you know, I would say probably too low, but, you know, people are still very cautious about the future. So they're not investing in inventory, but, you know, I can only see that number going up. So, you know, 48, 49, that makes a lot more sense. And that'll add another point to the PMI. So the two of those together, could easily get us to a 49. Yeah, if you see uh, a 50-52 coming in uh, September, October, that 44, it's going to, that may rise quickly. Yeah, it should, it should, although we're closing a quarter here, so I don't see anybody taking their foot off the gas on that. Um, right. 
you know, but, but uh, you know, end of, end of September, we'll see in October, but those are two clear upsides to the PMI number. Even So even if the new order level stays at a 47, 48, production isn't probably going to go much more than a 51, 52. It could go to 48. It could be in that four-point range. Uh, employment is probably going to be anywhere from 45 to 49. I don't see that expanding at all. So let's just say that new orders, production, and employment aren't going to help. The supplier delivery and the inventory number will, and that could get us awfully close to 50. So we're looking at, aside from the key word here of a trough, uh, we're looking at reserved, hmm, let's see, reserved optimism. How's that? Yeah, I guess that's good. Sure. Well, I, I think I th this kind of supports the soft landing concept. Right. You know, but right. if you're in the trough and you feel that you're in the trough, then, okay, you can start to plan for the grow out. And, I mean, that's the big question. When are we going to grow out? Not really clear yet. I just gave you a path where in the next couple of months we could hit 50. But, you know, people want to see 53, 55. And I don't see that for, you know, another six to nine months, maybe. I, I think that's going to come along maybe in Q2, maybe Q3 of next year. I love 58 and 60. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. I'm 62. <laughs> yeah. That was, Those were the that, days. That's sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> so, um being that Europe is in somewhat of trouble uh, in, in their economic, uh, Germany that leads Germ uh, Europe, they're in trouble. Uh, the Chinese PMI, which I think was supposed to come out today, um, I, I didn't get a chance to see it, but I have a, unless they're lying, I think their numbers are going to be poor. Came out yesterday, 49. It was 49? Yeah, it's in that range, yeah. So yeah. it's been there. Uh, so in your point about Europe and Germany, Germany is really hurting because of China. So, I mean, a huge part of uh, German machinery ends up in China. I mean, China, Germany actually built the Chinese industry sector there. So right. China is kind of the key here in terms of uh, global growth. It needs to, something needs to happen there. It's been sleeping now for a long time. You know, even when they reopened in the spring, they didn't really reopen to the extent that everybody thought they would. We've got the additional export control pressures that are underway, uh, which is kind of clouding the water. You know, Germany's being impacted by that. You know, our panelists responded that they're very concerned about China, you know, the, the, the orders from China. So if we're concerned about it, Germany's really concerned about it. So they're probably those two together. And, and export markets are about 15 to 18 percent of U.S. manufacturing output. So at this point, you can kind of think that there are headwinds and, you know, are they going to be a tailwind? Probably not until sometime next year. Let's talk about uh, pricing at, uh, on, on your index at 5.8. Yeah, we came up. I mean, we came down pretty strong there yeah. in July. That was a strong move. Uh, you know, we've, we've been, well, 44 in May, 41, 42 in June, uh, 42 and 43 in July, and now 48. So... I think we indicated last month that there was a, a strong uh, feeling that we were hitting price equilibrium because we had quite a few of our commodity spends being recorded as both up and down, which kind mm -hmm. of indicates that you're at a price leveling position. I think that's kind of where we're at. I mean, the good thing is that our natural gas prices remain low. Uh, you know, we're now hitting the injection season. The, the biggest part of 
usage of electric of natural gas as electricity, and that's really in the July August time frame. So I don't I don't see natural gas prices going significantly up. We're heavily exporting our LNG, so that's not a not a headwind for us. So you know, less than three dollars MMBTU, that's extremely advantaged natural gas prices. So that's good. You know, the, the oil prices are stable. I mean, maybe in a little bit on the high end, but they're not really impacting our plastics and chemical business. So, you know, chemicals uh, perform better than 45 in the month of August, which is good. Uh, it's, I would call that a positive, but it's not moving. It's not at the 49 or 52 level either. So it's still very sluggish. It's, it supports the fact that things are still very sluggish and it's probably going to be a slow growth out. There, there are five things that I track uh, that are early indicators for me. The first one is uh, the percent of industries under 45. As I mentioned, that's a positive. The second one is chemical products recovering. And this, this month, I'm calling it a positive, but it's a marginal positive. Uh, you know, and then we have the higher fire ratio. The higher fire ratio uh, improved, meaning more people were were letting people go in the month of August than they were in August and in, in July, but primarily through the use of attrition rather than layoffs. And in July, we had a, a, a in June we had a spike in layoff activity compared to freezes and attrition. In August, we had a spike in attrition activity, which kind of indicates that companies feel confident that at the current quits rates in their companies, if they don't replace the quitters. Then they're bringing headcount down. Now, the problem with that is that in the month of August, our quits rate was the lowest reported in the comments outside of one month since I started tracking it two and a half years ago. So the quits rate might not get them down to the right headcount level that they're searching for through attrition. And if it doesn't, we'll see more freezes being used. And if that's not satisfactory, we'll see layoffs come back into place. Well, you know, whatever people want to get that done, I think before November. Uh, if they have a choice, you know, they'll do it in November, but they want to do, don't want to do layoffs in December. So we're in a period here where we're searching for the right headcount level. Panelist companies are indicating that attrition is the primary tool to get to the right headcount level. The negative side of that is that the quits rate seems to be declining, which means it may not provide them that headcount level that they're looking for. And then, then they'll have to revert to more extreme measures like freezes and, and layoffs. So, you know, I, I think it's all about profitability. and you know, so far this year, our companies have remained profitable, strongly profitable. Uh, the profit declines have occurred since Q1. I think we're 10% down in Q1, 10% in Q2. We'll probably see another 10% maybe in Q3. But overall, that's not bad. That's not bad for a, uh, for a slowdown. You, usually you see brackets or, you know, really weak performance, and we're not seeing that. So... But you know, then again, on the Fed side, they're looking for 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 more labor excess, and you know, the labor market's moving very slow, as we talked about earlier. So I'm going to stick with uh, re reserved optimism. I I I I'd like to see fifty eight sixty, but I'll take this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, remember, we we lead, we pretty much lead the economy. Yeah. So you know, for for saying we're in a trough. And we're, you know, we're starting to see maybe some signs of, uh, of demand coming back. You know, we're probably six to nine months ahead of everything else. So, okay. All right. I mean, nobody said this was going to be a short run. I mean, this isn't like the pandemic when everybody went home. 
Right. No, because they never came back. Well, yeah, and, and that dramatic period of growth, 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 and uh, you know, we've we're yeah, we're 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 ten months into a declining PMI here, which is a pretty long period. If right. you go back on our curve, uh, we haven't seen this length of uh, under fifty performance since the Great Recession. But then again, this under fifty performance hasn't been dramatic. It's it's been in the forty six plus range, which is a pretty soft decline. I'll take it. I'll take it. Tim, it's a pleasure as always. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, okay. Lou. Uh, have a have a great end of the summer. Have a great Labor Day yeah. for Labor Day weekend. Uh, for all yeah. those people in manufacturing, enjoy your Labor Day off because labor is what it is. It's it's That's right. the workers' That's day right. off. And right. Enjoy yourself and the close of the summer, and we'll get ready for the last quarter here. So for all of our listeners, uh, I want to remind you that uh, if you like the show, if you like Tim, if you like me, uh, make sure you hit that like button and uh, the share button and uh, subscribe. Subscribe. It's important. Important to us. We would appreciate if you show that amount of liking us. So thank you much, all. We'll, we'll see you again. And uh, Tim, we're going to see you uh, next month. Um, and uh, we'll sell uh, 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 Anthony in another couple of days that you said hello. And uh, we'll take it from there. Have a Thank good you. weekend. Thanks. Thanks, Lou. Thanks, everybody. That's our show for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please like and subscribe, share on social media, or leave a review. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Rumble, or your favorite podcast app. Visit us online at mfgtalkradio.com for our other episodes. We have also included links to our advertisers below. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.